You're holding your body. How badly were you hurt to the body in the first round? I just got to do number two. What if friends got together and talked as if they were professional fighters yet with no fighting experience? Well, as Professor Chell Sonnen once said, you are welcome. This is my MMA podcast. Hey, all you couch warriors out there. I can't believe that I have the opportunity to tell you the news. It's that we are back. That's right, ladies and gents. Another week has passed and you've wandered your way into the revolution, the big show. So put up your tray table, put your seat backs up and get ready for this Boeing 747 to make a crash landing right into your face. Today's destination, Mm. the most violent family-friendly podcast on the internet. So stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. That you're used to. So yeah, I get funky and all you podcasts in the top 10 allow me to bump thee this is episode 33 of the my mma podcast and you fanciful folks out there are the greatest people on the planet earth the my mma podcast nation welcome and god bless you all so we had a little we had a little fun this last week into the Apex Center in Las Vegas. Your boy Frankie Edgar popped an LL Cool J and said, "Don't call it a comeback." With a split decision win over Pedro Cunhas, and what else? Well, holy good night! Shauna Dobson stepped into the second round, and decided to drop a John Hess Safta bomb on Mariah Ak- <laughs> like a B O S S boss. It was probably inspired by Dwight Grant getting knocked back into 1982 by Daniel Rodriguez. And for that, Daniel, you get a great, big, fat Michael Jackson shaman, right? (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) allow me to introduce myself. I am Mr. Mark Allen David, and with me, as always, are the craziest co-hosts to ever set foot in the Carolinas. The dastardly duo of Deep Gap, a veritable Millie Vanilli of two-man talent, a more powerful talent tag team duo than the Rock and Roll Express in a fist fight Oh they'll, yeah. They'll rack up more hits than Brooks and Dunn. Yes. Oh. Oh, we are they coming swinging. Wu Tang. Oh, Wu Tang. When they okay. the Rizza and the Jizza at karaoke at the local VFW on Thursday nights. I'm telling you, <laughs> these boys are fearless in thought and unstoppable in action. Now let's put our hands together for the boys, my homies, Mr. Wesley Edwards and DJ Trevor Owens. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm clapping for myself, just so we're clear. That was me clapping for myself. Yo, you deserve it. Do you remember the tension you felt when the Midnight Express came out and the Rock and Roll Express was about to come out? And you're just wondering, what the heck Jimmy Cornette's going to do? Who's going to win? Trevor, I mean, come on. (laughs) Trevor, I mean, come on. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And even worse, and even worse was when they took on the Four Horsemen and then they broke one of the Rock and Roll Express's arms before the championship fight, and then they won the championship. Crazy. Legends. 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 You know who else is a legend? The RZA and the Jizza. That's just for you. (laughs) Wu-Tang for life! Woo! (laughs) Wu-Tang! Oh, gosh. All right. 
<laughs> Here we go, boys. UFC 253 is set for September 20th, 26th, and Paulo Costa has been talking some mad game about Israel Adesanya. I have no I, I have no doubt, guys. You know, you feel this too. You know this fight's gonna be huge. This is gonna be Heck this yeah. is gonna be like huge. Really huge. Huge. Epic is is what I'm what I got here. So here's the question of the week. Okay. Uh is Paulo Costa believing his own hype too much? Or is this going to be the middleweight fight that changes the way that we see Israel Adesanya forever? Trevor, hit me up, bro Cephas. Hit me that bro Cephas bump. I want to know what's going on, ridiculously style. Uh, I was currently answering an email. Were you talking about Paulo Costa, though? I think I heard that right. You were talking about how amazing he is and how <laughs> yes. two undefeated fighters yes. are going to step into the cage and do battle for a championship. I mean, how many times does it happen where you have two undefeated fighters and at their prime? I mean, you cannot argue that both of these fighters are coming in at their prime. I mean, this is what Absolutely. mixed martial arts is all about. The baddest dogs in the playground are going to go at Ooh, I it. I love the way so you said I that. I am ridiculously excited about this and take you know everybody's on uh, Israel Adesanya's uh, side right now but let me tell you what Yoel Romero looked a lot worse against Costa than he did against or looked a lot worse against Israel than he did against Costa so this could go either way boys. Yep. What are you thinking Wes? Tell me. Tell me your thoughts on Costa. That's what I want to hear. What do you think about He's this? A better looking, he's a better looking version of Ricky Martin, as as said, stated by Israel <laughs> yes. Adesanya. Definitely with pink hair. When Israel had yes. pink hair, mind you. Mm-hmm. His his silk shirts remind me of 1994 back in high school when you went to the dance. You wore those like silk shirts. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, those were I the, had them. We all we all had those. I had them. I had a I had a teal one. Yes, I'm actually he, writing he, down right now. Make living La Vida Loca joke next week on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In honor of Paulo Costa. <laughs> Not to mention his Manito? name is Paulo Costa. Not to mention Manito? That's a great name. That's a great name. The only flaw that I see in Paulo Costa right now is he's a little bit, he's balding a little bit in the back there. That's the only thing I got. I mean, he's got an undefeated record. His body looks like a Greek god. He's, let me tell you, on the real though, he trains with Henry Cejudo and his team there in Scottsdale. It says, make, make living La Vida Loca joke next week. I just want to make sure that oh, you got gotcha, it. Oh, yeah, I see that. <laughs> I did write I'm it like, down. Do I, need to, do I need to pay attention to this? Or <laughs> are you like telling me you're being held hostage right now via Zoom? <laughs> Let me look at the notes you got. I do like his camp. He's got a fantastic camp there in Scottsdale, Arizona. And if we if we look no further than Henry Cejudo on a, a fighter that went at, for, that became a wrestler, un, you know, into a legend MMA fighter, you know, Paul is right there in that camp with him. So come on, he's got every chance in the world to beat Israel Adesanya. Will he do it? I don't know. But the one we'll thing I want to chime in here is he really only has, I mean, look at his last three wins. I mean, his record is impressive, but he beat Johnny Hendricks at a, at a weight class that Johnny Hendricks hasn't been successful at. He beat Uriah Hall, who's uh, definitely n- inconsistent to say the least. And he did beat Yoel Romero. But Yo Romero, you know, still in his 40s there. So we'll see what happens. Wes, what do you think? I don't think he beat Yoel Romero. I think Yoel beat 
Paulo Costa, if we're just if we're already, are we going there? Are we going there on who's going to win this yeah, fight? We're going there. Why not? Why would we not be going there? Come on, bring it. I feel like Paulo Costa is tailor made for Israel Adesanya. Oh, I love it. I feel like his I feel like his forward style, his loopy punches is perfect for a for an elite striker like Israel. And look, he beat. If you go back and watch Israel Adesanya's kickboxing career and, and look at the guys and the monsters he faced when it comes to stand up, Paulo Paulo ain't there, and Paulo ain't using his jujitsu. I know he's got a black belt. He ain't using jujitsu this fight. So to me, to me, it's a it's it's a lot of footwork and in in counter striking. Paulo comes forward, Israel counter strikes. I say he KOs him within three. Wow. Whoa. Wait, but okay, we'll take it for now. You can change it later if you need to. We can change it for later. No, I'm sticking by it. Sticking by. Okay. It. I dude, I love it. I love it so much. I think there's so many people that you guys are talking about this. It's a- absolutely Adesanya. Like there's just so much. Like like he can't be beaten. And you know what? I'm gonna throw it out there again. Chris Weidman, tell me, tell me that a man can't be beaten. And that's what we see. Look, there was that time and Wes was saying, he's like, I think, I think Weidman's got his number. I think Weidman's going to ring the bell. And looking at this fight, I think this is even way better of a matchup than what we saw with a Weidman Silva. This is going to be super fun. And I, this is one of those that if it's boring, I'm going to be blown away shocked. I don't, yeah. Come on, Trevor, hit me. What you got? Listen, I've, I've been in silence for 33 weeks about this, but Wesley can <laughs> affirm. I also called Chris Weidman beating Anderson Silva. Come on. I, Wesley was not I the only that. one to call that. that. I know. I know. This but is true. You should know how great I am at making picks by now. So I'm going to give you a Stockton <laughs> hey, like slap said, from episode two for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I told y'all you are the the greatest the greatest duo in the history of the world. You guys got you got more hits than Brooks and Dunn. What you got, Wes? Here's here, one last thing. Here's here's why I think Israel's going to win. Do you guys know Marvin Vittori, right? The Italian guy. When he beat Marvin Vittori, who is kind of like Apollo Costa, who's on a tear right now, that he, look, Dana's gone out on a limb and said that we cannot find a guy to sign to, or uh, find a guy to sign and fight Marvin. And Israel beat him. Now he beat him by a split decision, but I thought it was more than a split decision. And then I look at the Kelvin Gastelum fight. I know Kelvin doesn't look like Paulo Costa, but I also think Kelvin hits just as hard and it's just as scrappy. And I and we watched Israel. Remember that scene where in the fifth round, right before the fifth round, Israel looks across the cage and says, I'm willing to die. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think he really is. So anyway, I think Israel's yeah. got it within three. You guys can tell him I'm a moron. You can laugh at me when he loses, but I fully believe Israel gets us done. I didn't know we were predicting. I'm writing that down right now. Call Wes a moron after he gets fight. Got it. Got it. Notes. Got it's it. in the notes. Uh, right after the Ricky Martin parody song for <laughs> UFC. <laughs> did you get my Menudo reference from earlier? I did. Too? I did. <laughs> Trevor that is coming fair. in the, clutch. That's going down for me. You are a Time Life Classics presente canciones de Ricky Martin dedicadas a Palacasta pues porque se person. That's right. Time Life Classics presents songs by Ricky Martin dedicated to Paulo Costa because, well, they look alike. <laughs> when the 253 And if there's ever been a fight that I've ever wanted to see, <laughs> that's right. It's Paulo Costa versus Israel Adesanya at UFC 253. Do you really want it? Here we go. <laughs> Do you really want it? Like Goldberg used to say, it's all 
against Paulo Costa. Así que, Campora, ahora este clásico de la vida. Canciones de Ricky Martin dedicados a su doppelganger Paulo Costa. That's right, Time Life Classics. Songs by Ricky Martin dedicated to his doppelganger Paulo Costa. We'll see you at UFC 253. Dude, guys, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but there's been a lot in the news of mixed martial arts over the last seven days. So I'm going to spitball with you guys, a little spitfire spitball. I don't know what you call it, but we're just going to rapid fire these questions, comments, headlines. I just want to see what you guys think. And uh, I'm going to throw this out at Trevor first. Uh, we've got Anthony Smith versus Alexander Rechic. That's R-A-K-I-C, but pronounced Rechic, Mark. And just in case you need to write that down <laughs> for future references in your intro. Uh, that is coming up this Saturday. Uh, who, who do you got? What's your predictions for this fight, Trevor, for this weekend? Main event, Saturday night on ESPN+. Plus. I think that uh, Anthony's going to come back after his uh, last loss lost to Glover, and I think he's going to look a lot better. Not so much craziness is going on in his life. He's going to be focused, come in there, and uh, he's a veteran. He'll find a way to get the W. Probably not a TKO. He'll grind out a decision. Yeah, and I think Ozdemir, you know, j- had just beat Ratchet's his last fight. You know, Ozdemir's good, but I, I kind of I tend to agree with you on that, Trevor. Uh, we've got uh, some news about Henry Cejudo, Mark, mm-hmm. talking about coming out of retirement. No, no, you mean he's not what? officially? You mean he's he's retired? He's coming out of retirement? Are you kidding me? Breaking news! Oh my goodness, I did not see that coming. Anyway, I got a question for you. Yeah. I got a question for you about that. Who is he coming out of retirement for? For the fans, Wes. <laughs> Touche. You are welcome. You are welcome. Do you feel? Do you, let me ask you. Let, let me ask you honestly. Do you feel like he sees a challenge in Figueroa at twenty five? Do you feel like Peter Jan is 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 wetting his appetite, or do you feel like he's really going to get this forty five pounder? You know, forty five pound shot with uh, Alexander uh, Volkanovsky. I mean, something's got a, something's pulling him back in for a reason. He's already climbed 25 and 35. I mean, just let's speculate, Mark. Speculate for me. I'll speculate in saying I think I think we've talked about this before that Cejudo is a challenge guy. I think that it's really cool. Like, I mean, obviously make fun of him for retiring. But what he's done by retiring is allowed uh, some other people to get some uh, some notoriety and some hype behind him. So it now gives him someone to beat. And who is the someone he, right. he, he gets to beat? Really, that's dealer's choice. Because I, I said this before, and I truly believe Touché, it. that's good. I think he has two or three fights in him. A good fights. Not like, oh, I'm out of my prime fights. So it's really just who's the next on the roster for him to 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 uh, to put a work on. Um, and then I think the real question is what happens in fight two? Who's the, who's the guy he really wants? Who's the one that... I think that he's looking for who's the guy that you want to prove it all with. It, it, it's back to that thing where, um, you know, like when, when Diaz comes out and says, that dude right there is the baddest guy on the planet right now. I want him. And I think that Cejudo is... is uh, there's enough out there now. Because at the time when he, re, when he quote unquote retired, um, it, it's like, oh, he's the top of his heap. He's the top. He's done mm-hmm. it all. So yeah. I think that right Right now, what, any one of the people that you just said could be great. And he needs to put a work on him, put a hurt on him. And then once he does that, then he needs to pick the one that everybody says he can't beat. And I think it would be, and that's a, that's an interesting question of who's going to say that. But you know how this stuff changes every single month. You know, last month, everybody thought this guy was not that good. And all of a sudden he gets one win and he's the talk of the town. Well, this stuff has changed so quickly. So anyway... 
With that said, uh, I don't know. Let's. I, I think that the important thing is he gets out there. He's going to get a top three guy. Um, I think he's he going to get a title. He's going to probably get a title shot for sure. Yeah, most likely. But again, he may choose to do it a different way, and, and that's okay too. It's it, you know, there's a part of this thing about the game is the title is awesome, but you also want to get the guy. Like it's the guy they say he's going to give you the most problems. And and again, I just love the fact that you know, as much as I, I I've given Cejudo kind of a little bit of garbage on that, um, he's he's one of the best and truest competitors we've seen in the sport. So let's do it. So I'm going to point this direction to you, Mark, because you have talked so much about our boy Ryan Bader on Mm -hmm. this podcast. Yeah. And unfortunately, he got kicked, KO'd. Mm-hmm. And actually, I thought the fight went on too long this weekend in Bellator. Yeah. Lost his title. What are your thoughts on him losing? Where, where do you see him going? Because we, we, we've we talked very highly about him, wanting, to be, wanting him to be back in the UFC. All of those things. He's still the heavyweight champion in Bellator. So what do you got? What do you see with Mr. Ryan Bader? I see Ryan Bader. I think he's going to be extremely difficult to beat at heavyweight, just like we talked about last time. I, I don't take anything away from him on this loss. I think it's very possible he could have won this fight. Um, So... And when I look at it like, um, was it uh, did was he going in here and we all thought, yeah, he was probably going to lose? No, we don't know. And that's the thing about high level elite fighters and someone like Ryan Bader. We talked about that too. Is like you put another 25, 30 pounds on this guy and he's fighting heavyweight. He's a force to be reckoned with. And you know, to see him coming into the UFC, we'd like to see. I don't know if that's ever possible or that could ever happen. I I think that he is uh, the new UFC uh, heavyweight champion. I don't see any reason in the world. Hey, he could get caught for sure, but um, he's one of those guys that I think is extremely dominant and and has all sorts of uh, opportunity. All right. So Trevor, we saw our boy Frankie Edgar. You and I have been Frankie fans (laughs) for a long time, dude. Like, especially you, especially you. And I didn't think he was going to beat BJ Penn, but if I remember correctly, you did. I, I don't remember, but I just remember you being just high on. Anyway, our boy Frankie Edgar pulled off finally a decision right. that went his way. Great way to say that. What are your thoughts about the fight? And then who, who do you think he fights next? You know, we talked about the fight afterwards. And honestly, I really didn't see one person dominating the other person. So to me, that fight was pretty straight down the middle, but you brought up a great point. Thank God Frankie finally got a close decision because those uh, ones that went against him, right, uh, against Benson, you know, he kind of stuck with him, I think, and uh, you know, not not necessarily stifled his career, but, you know, it took him out of legend status, but Frankie is just one of those guys right. that Very comes true. to fight every time, no matter the circumstances, no matter the... And kudos to him. I mean, look at this guy. He started at 55 yep and was beating a legend in BJ Penn who I thought was clearing out the division at the time and it came to a abrupt stop thanks to Frankie Edgar and and look at him dropping weight and being very competitive and pulling off uh, the win there so kudos to Frankie Edgar I, I Munoz, Munoz was about to take his head off several times and I was just surprised that he was able to miss those punches many many times and for me that fight came down to a takedown and it came down to a wobble. And that's it. That's That that fight was so close. So uh, kudos to Frankie Edgar. Guys, I'll ask you both. We've got Lawler. We, Trevor mentioned this earlier. We've got Robbie Lawler versus Neil Magny this weekend as well as the co-main event on UFC, which is on ESPN Plus this weekend. Of course, watch it. It should be the main event. Let's just go ahead and call it right now. Right. It should be the main event. Without a doubt. Um, Trevor, who do you got in this fight? You know, I just... Uh... I, this is one of those, and I'm not just saying this, because I really don't say this on every podcast, but who do you root for here? Robbie Lawler, K-1, 
has I think oh, I think I love has you just said that. I love the that greatest mixed martial arts comebacks in history to not just be competitive but become a champion and defend his titles in war after war after war. After I, war, I can't pull absolutely. against I can't pull against Robbie Lawler. He's so good. But then you got this guy Neil Magny who's a Haitian guy and and man he's on a tear recently. Just seems like one of the nicest guys in UFC. This is one where I can't pull for a fighter based on how nice they are or the grit and the determination, but uh, I am going to pick uh, Magny in this one. I think he's on the rise, <sighs> and I think Robbie Lawler might uh, it might be a changing of the guard, so to speak. Mark, I got Lawler all the way, and I'm going to tell you my reasoning is, is uh, I love him so much. I'm going to go for exactly all the reasons why Trevor said I'm not allowed to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. And you know what? Someone's got it. Someone, someone in the group has to root for Lawler. I can't. I think this is this would be to me like such a great uh, comeback story if you will, if you want to say it that way, just Lawler has been such a great ambassador and champion of the sport. And he's got such great <laughs> epic um, stories. <laughs> Did you just say ambassador? You know, it's ambassador. Ambassador? Ambassador. You said ambassador of the sport and... oh lord let me just let me just say this real quick i got three haitian sons i got there's no way i can pull for robbie lawler oh against anybody against (laughs) against anybody that faces neil magny anytime neil magny's fighting it's an instant i don't care if it's george st pierre i'm pulling for neil magny because hey Haitian. Yeah. That's Haitian. And just like Trevor said, you, you really can't find a nicer dude in, in either in either guy. All I remember, my, my one of my most fondest memories is when Nick Diaz <laughs> beat Robbie Lawler way, way, way back in the day yeah. and knocked him across the octagon. That was a good one. No, no offense, Robbie, but that was a good that was it, a good one. It was one a good Nick. one. It was a good one. Guys, we had uh, Jason Miller got arrested again. That's a little bit of a downer in the news. Yeah. We saw that. It just seems like this guy can't seem to get it together. Um, what a great fighter he was, but man, what a what a a down what a downward spiral with this guy so thought thought that was interesting to me just kind of hitting the news now you guys realize hey i want to interject jason miller actually beat robbie lawler back in the day in 2006 yeah if you can believe that he also got his arm almost ripped off by george st pierre and i don't know how it didn't get ripped off you remember <laughs> I, that fight i do george almost do. ripped his arm it was like oh my gosh he also had That's a six-hour standoff with a swat team while he was uh tweeting this updates of the situation while he was <laughs> clearly true. on drugs what? and slightly insane so he he would he, he has a That's, great that, movie hey, to be made about him. Jason, <laughs> I see you, bro. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Jason is definitely a, definitely a great amb- <laughs> ambassador for the sport of MMA. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, you shut Guys, up. <laughs> this is good. This is good. We got the news came out that we've got Tony Ferguson versus Dustin Poirier. Mm-hmm. Take five seconds, Mark. Predict that fight for me. How does it go? Okay, Dustin loses. <laughs> Done. 
Oh, there you if go. You, five seconds. If you will go back to several podcasts ago when I kept getting Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier mixed up, <laughs> apparently they had already That's fought. Really <laughs> That's and right. It was more of a prophecy, gentlemen, because I knew that they were going to fight. Ugh. Tony Ferguson comes back on this one, and uh, we finally, I have hope, baby. Agreed. I have hope. We finally get Tony and Khabib <laughs> after this fight. Come on, Tony, you got to win this one. Yes, I predict Tony wins. I predict Tony wins. But I don't think we're ever going to see Khabib Tony because Khabib's going to fight. No. This fight with Gaethje, he's then going to rematch Connor. He's then going to retire. And Tony's going to fight for the vacant title against Connor. Uh, that's what I predict. Way off. Ouch. Okay. I don't, I don't disagree with you. Last thing, gentlemen. Dana said that if John Jones moves to heavyweight, he gets an immediate title shot against Stipe Miocic. Again, five seconds. Predictions. Mark. Uh, Stipe, 100%. There's no question in my mind. Trevor. I, I don't agree with Dana. I think they should have let Francis and Stipe fight, and then John Jones get the winner. And I do think he deserves immediate title shot. But after they figure out who wins between Stipe and Francis. But I think Stipe and Francis are fighting, so then Jones would would fight whoever wins that fight. I think that's the I think that's. Then the I'm for that. Then I'm for that. I'm totally for that. And Stipe dominates him. Oh, wow. I didn't right. see, think you were going to say that. Cool. All right. Hey, we are in agree. We are in agreement for once, my friend. There's so much, so much unity in this podcast right now. It's ridiculous. If you would listen to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, your platform of choice last week, <laughs> I clearly said that Stipe was going to beat John Jones. Yes. Well, that's because John Jones Just is a- Just go back and re-listen. And hey, and Mark- Mark, don't forget to rate us and like us, please. <laughs> it helps us. I was going to say, I think that John Jones loses because he's a great ambassador of the sport. Go ahead. Desde la CDD, my MMA podcast is the son last noticias nocturnas de DJ Trevor Owens. From the news desk of the My MMA podcast, this is DJ Trevor Owens with a news update. Frankie Edgar won his bantamweight match Saturday via decision. This will eventually lead to Frankie losing another title match in yet another weight class. <laughs> Mike Tyson's fight with Roy Jones Jr. has been moved to November. It's a shame it wasn't moved a couple of years later. Both fighters could have gotten the senior citizen discount at a wonderful Las Vegas buffet. With both of the fighters' ages, paramedics will actually be allowed in the ring at all times. John Jones has agreed to give up his title for a shot at the heavyweight championship. When this fight occurs, Jones will most likely arrive in a taxi due to his DWI troubles, even if the fight is three years away. At this point, John Jones has more community service hours than Mother Teresa. Henry Cejudo has agreed to come out of retirement after his long four-month retirement. No one is shocked that has anything to do with mixed martial arts. We all were actually more shocked that the Cleveland Browns haven't made the playoffs since I've been alive. I don't know if that's true or not, but it sure seems like it. <laughs> Stipe Miocic defeated Daniel Cormier via decision and pro wrestling eye poke. Stipe's fingers went so deep into Daniel Cormier's eye that DC forgot his last eight championship fights. <laughs> Conor McGregor hasn't been in the news lately. I mean, what's up with that? I mean, these old Irish people at the bars won't punch themselves. Come on, Conor. <laughs> 
And finally, Paulo Costa and Israel Adesanya had a real heated interview the other day. Israel had pink hair, and Paulo Costa took off his shirt and looked like a grown version of a boy from Menudo. Apparently, this fight will take place in the 80s or early 90s. And that's been DJ Trevor Owens with the My MMA News Update. Y ahora, Time Life Classics presente canciones de Ricky Martin dedicadas a Palacasta. Pues, ¿por qué se persona? It's been said by one of the greatest Hispanic philosophers in history, Inigo Mentoya. Déjame fallar, hermano. Let me bang, bro. Talk about living. Paulo Costa and his silk shirts. Ricky Martin and the wild times of Menudo. If you combine the two, you get an explosive force of fighting, passion, and music with a little mixed martial arts to add. Who would have ever thought that Paulo Costa's doppelganger would have been Ricky Martin? Well, we do. So don't be surprised if at UFC 253, we are living la vida loca. You make you wear some silk shirts and go dancing in the rain. He'll taunt you at your Vegas by when he wants to show you pain. A left hand to your brain. Both have signed this bout. Getting ready for Pilo Costa. He plans on knocking out Israel Adesanya. He vows to punch his mouth and leave his big chin broken. And knock Israel down. Ready for Pilo Costa. Martin looks like a Costa, the one and only Paulo Costa. Time Life Classics, songs by Ricky Martin dedicated to UFC 253 and its headliner, Paulo Costa. That's right, UFC 253, Paulo Costa versus Israel Adesanya. El idioma español es hermoso y espero el serio justi. To order, call now. And now, another episode of... Overrated! Underrated! All right, guys, we have come to one of our capstones in... Uh, I don't know if I used that word right, but here we go. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, it's did. one of our <laughs> it's it's one of our foundations Wait, of the podcast hold here. No, 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 no. You get a boss root and liver shot for capstone right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. We got a, another episode of underrated, overrated, and uh, this one uh, is going to be inspired by that. We are going to do five questions between Mark the Shark, Alan David, and Wesley should shave into a goatee Edwards, okay? So, gentlemen, are you ready for this five-round encounter? I am more ready. ready than I've ever been ready for anything ever in my entire life. All right, here we go. First question, guys. Hold on. I, quick, quick. I, I'm, not, I'm not ready. Gosh, oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, you're so good. Go ahead. Good. Sorry. All right, here we go. <laughs> you, def- you definitely get an open palm Dan Severn smack to the face for not oh, being ready. There when you I go. Trevor. Yo. Trevor, is there any questions that have to do with dirty dancing or cocktail? <laughs> Elizabeth Shue cocktail. or the song no. Aruba Jamaica, Ooh, I Want to Take You. Elizabeth Shue. Okay, good. That was absolutely the most rabbit trailed answers in the history of mankind. Here we go. Number one, Elizabeth though. Shue. Wesley. Here we go. Is Frankie Edgar the most likable UFC fighter of all time? And if he's not, who is? Go. Ooh. 
I'm going to say no, because when he smiles, it doesn't make my day. But when Sam Alvey smiles, it lifts all of my spirits. And let me tell you something. When Sam Alvey, oh, no. when Sam Alvey was giving high fives to nobody in the crowd on the way to the octagon, that might have been the greatest moment in UFC in history. UFC history. Didn't he throw, didn't he throw his shirt so into the crowd or something? <laughs> yes, he did it all. Which was nobody. <laughs> oh, you get hey, you get a Justin oh, Timberlake so eh, hey, hey, for that memory right there, eh, Wes. Hey. Oh, you got thank it right. you so much. It thank only took so much. 33 podcasts, but it, Mark got it right. All right, Mark, who, is Frankie Edgar the most likable UFC fighter? And if not, who is? Oh, man. Uh, I, no, I don't think he's the most likable, but I just got Sam Alvey. So that's really like hard right now. Let's see. Oh, man, how do I even try to beat Sam Alvey? Um, most likable. Um, oh, I got it. I'm going with uh, Jason Mayhem Miller. <laughs> Obviously the most, the most likable in the history of the UFC. That's my final answer, and I ding, don't need ding, to call a friend. Ding. Oh, that was good. Wait, wait, hey. can I just, as a, as a caveat, a little part two, or part two, Cowboy Cerrone. Is that not one of the coolest dudes in all of the sport? He's not Mayhem Miller cool, but yeah, he's he's all right. Very cool, very cool. All right, that's the end. <laughs> that's the end of end of round one. Both of you lose. The correct answer was Clay Guida. <laughs> Clay Guida is the most likable. Ah! No, 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 no. That's no. really funny. <laughs> yes, no. All right, Actually, both of you have no points, and here we go. Number two in a blood sport <laughs> type event which mortal combat mm-hmm. character what? wins mark which mortal combat character wins in a blood po- blood sport type of uh event kato because he's the only one i could figure out how to use that's that's <laughs> my entire reason i swear to you that was the most complicated game ever and every time there was like some sort of thing and it was like oh man you got to use the finishing move i'm like i don't have enough fingers I swear to you, I, I don't have enough fingers. But Kato, it was like, it was like, it was like forward, forward, up. That's all I had to do, you know. Anyway, Kato. All right, Wes, who I don't wins? No, uh, I'm gonna go Scorpion because finish him. He has a yellow, he has a yellow suit, Ooh. and I like the colored yellow. And he has a little dagger that he throws at people in, <laughs> into their chest, and it rips out their spinal cord. <laughs> and if you have the codes, you can get to the uh, instead of fatality, you can do like beastality. Mm-hmm. You can do the love out. Yeah. <laughs> where he would where he would give uh, a hug he would give a hug to the fighter oh, you have um, um, Elizabeth Shue and, and he um, yeah yeah alright good. good luck Trevor what do you got you guys both defended your answer very well that is a tie but for the bonus <laughs> of this one I need both of you to say finish him in the voice of the Mortal Kombat oh. announcer Wesley you're first <clears throat> I don't have a low voice. Here we go. <laughs> hey, do it. Do it. Come on. Uh, here we go. Here we go. I'm, I'm smiling too much. <clears throat> I can't, stop laughing. I can't get it out if you guys are laughing at me. Here we go. <clears throat> I can't even do it because I'm smiling. Uh, finish him. That's horrible. Okay. Hey, tell it. Hey, tell it. <laughs> tell, tell All right, Mark, you do it. Even, Mark, you do, even it. do it. Here we go. <clears throat> Here we go. Finish him. 
Okay. All right, Mark, you win. Wesley. You like Cobra from G.I. It doesn't matter. You sounded like a clown at a circus, Wesley. So Mark wins that round. It's 1-0. Elizabeth Shue. All right, uh, Wesley, you have question number three. Would Conor McGregor actually beat the mountain from Game of Thrones in a street fight? <laughs> Uh, 100%. 100%. Because he's going to take down those legs. He's going to keep kicking those legs and chopping those legs. Move, this move, is the move. strongest man in the world, just so you know. I know. He's also got the world record for deadlift. He's got several world records uh, when it comes to powerlifting, got it, whatever. But doesn't matter. He's still going to get kicked to death. And when those legs finally give out, he might throw Connor around a little bit, but... Connor, Connor will either uh, go behind him, stick in a rear naked choke. He probably won't knock him out, but over the course of 20 to 25 minutes, he's going to eventually chop him down and and take him out. Mark, what? Have you seen this human being? <laughs> no, nobody defeats this human being. Like this is not possible. That's what his that's what his job in life is is to never be defeated. He'll just sit in on the fight? ground and take a couple kicks to the face till he finally just gets bored and swats him like a fly. Like and then he now you sound like people you sound like people who talk about Mike Tyson. No, 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 no. This man is he's <laughs> not a human him. being. He's like a giant ogre. I mean, this is the type of people. Th this dude has hair on the bottom of his feet. Like. This is not mm -hmm. a normal no, human I've being. I've seen it. Okay? I've seen it. <laughs> Let me just explain something to you. Okay. Uh, let me just give you a little caveat to this whole thing. Okay. If you guys, do you guys know who Devon Laird is? Do you know who that is? Is he 300 pounds heavier than Conor McGregor? <laughs> Just curious. He is about 215 <laughs> okay. pounds heavier, probably. Did, did he just did he sit on you? I'm not understanding what's going on right now. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's get give, give, right. give us Devon your Laird. Okay. Devon Laird Larrett. Devon Laird is a is an arm wrestler. I don't know who who is this. He 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 is an arm wrestler and he beat he beat whatever this so-called humanoid or ogre or whatever you said soundly in arm wrestling. So uh, and Devin, last time I checked, when I when we did this blood test last week, we found out that he was in fact human. So, uh, did he beat uh, him on sitting on Irish people? No. Cause that's what we're talking about, right? <laughs> no, you just made a big point about this guy not being human and he's an ogre and no one can defeat him. But in arm wrestling, he got beaten arm wrestling. This is arm wrestling. Yeah. But what this if they, what if the challenge was that they were supposed to horse and basketball? This, this is fighting. We're now we're talking about fighting. We're talking about fighting. Okay. So Wesley, if he gets beaten arm wrestling, Wesley, you best Gary believe Goodrich, he gets beaten fighting. Gary Goodrich beat everybody in arm wrestling and he lost no he didn't to uh Schultz. No, he didn't. He never beat John Brzezink. He did lose he to Schultz. He never beat John Brzezink. Okay. okay. Who knows our wrestling facts? This is no, no, crazy. No, he didn't beat John Brzezink, another Wesley arm wrestler. lose for not having a life and knowing arm wrestling trivia. All right, uh, Mark, you win this <laughs> round. That's insane that you know arm wrestling. You know more than one arm wrestler uh, outside of Over the Top. You lose. Which had a Sammy Hagar song in it. I digress. All right. Hey, you've got, uh, you've got a, a heavyweight arm wrestler with the last name Barbosa for Listen, you guys if you want to know, I, know some of that you if you're if you're paying attention to the show notes I will not be putting that information in there go ahead Trevor all right this one's lame, tricky now lame. this one's tricky more fun song to sing all right Mark Allen David is it living <laughs> on a it. prayer by Bon Jovi uh -huh. Or Don't Stop Believing by Journey. It is Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Always. That's the most, like, what? Living on a Prayer? I mean, it's, it's, I'm not saying it's not a great song, but also it's not Journey. I mean, Steve Perry, Steve Perry is, you know what? Right now, I'm going to tell you this right now. This is what? Steve Perry is a John Hess Safta bomb on the music industry. 
boom, that just happened. Steve Perry for life. Like, I feel like, uh, like that's like, I'm, I'm playing hood rules right now. Steve Perry for life, play oh! Oh, Just, just saft, just saft bomb you there. I, mean, I can't disagree with you that Steve Perry is that guy, but when you're singing Living on a Prayer and they take it up to the next key, <laughs> they modulate that bad boy, and you're in, you're seeing that people lose their ever living <laughs> minds. Yep. and we and we still. And try what's to great sing is it. they can't sing in the key of Bon Jovi, or right. yes. we still try to sing it, and we can't. Can't do it. It's a, it's a great, it's a close call, but that modulation for me makes makes Living on a Prayer the one. Now I listen to Living on a Prayer more than I mean I listen to Don't Stop Believing more than Living on a Prayer. However, if we're doing karaoke, when we get to that modulation, bro, it's on. It's on. Ding, ding, ding. All right, that's the end of the round. I am a DJ and have played Don't Stop Believing seven million times, so Living on a Prayer wins this <laughs> round. Good job, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good reason, actually. Yes, thank you. All right, Mark Allen David, you, if you win this, you Hit beat me. Wesley three rounds to one. If you lose, we are tied, and we will go to a bonus question of which I am not prepared for, so please win this round. All right. <laughs> Who was a better UFC champion, Matt Hughes or Jose Aldo? Wow, I, I'm Matt Hughes. That's, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. It is a tough one. But come on now. I think Matt Hughes... It Especially wasn't, when your voice gets high. I think that uh, Matt Hughes... He, uh, I think he, you know, I think he was a better am- ambassador of the of the sport overall. <laughs> no, I, I do. I think that there's something about Matt Hughes about him being that that uh, all American, um, you know, just just something that just represented. It was it was more the time he had something about him that was needed in the sport. It was something about being kind of like that that Midwestern corn fed kind of dude that's coming in, and he he was he was very respectable, um, but he also represented uh, he was that guy that that really represented uh, wrestling so well and really like advanced it. Like they said, this is this is like where this is something that people weren't looking at at the time. I think he he was such a game changer. I mean, I don't want to say that people didn't give him enough credit, but at the end of the day, I think that the way he represented himself. I mean, he had a couple hiccups along the way when he got a little, I don't know, what's the right word? He got a little schmarmy or a little salty with his attitude. But at the end of the day, I, I really do believe he, he represented the sport so well. He's 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 beyond an icon. Wesley, who's a better champion? In this particular question, I am going to absolutely agree with Mark. Matt Hughes, I, I started to lean toward Jose Aldo because of Jose's dominance for 10 years. But Jose only fought once a year for several of those years, where Matt Hughes was very consistent and fought fought over and over and over again. He also defeated Hoist Gracie, which was an iconic fight. Absolutely. Did we all expect him to lose that fight? No, not at all. But it was definitely a, hey, if you want to talk about wrestling versus jiu-jitsu versus wrestling, here you go. But also, too, I like that. when he dropped Carlos Newton, when Carlos had him in the triangle choke, and they were, they were leaning and he was resting up on the cage and he dropped Carlos Newton when he went out, right? I mean, we can all agree now, 20 some years later, that he was unconscious for a split second. But when he went to the ground, the legs went limp and he kind of sat up and kind of woke up and then boom, he's the winner. Now he's the champ. And then went on that run until he lost to, um, to BJ Penn. It was pretty, we cared. We cared. We don't really care about Jose Aldo. The hardcore fans we do, but everybody cared about Matt Hughes, and and I think that 
He just he he is he has the more more iconic uh, trailblazing championship run to me. I just want to throw out there. I love what you just said. If you're gonna pick the 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 BJJ guy against the wrestling guy, who else in the world do you pick but Matt Hughes? Like that's what he just represented. Not at that just, moment. Yeah. At yeah. That moment. At that yeah. moment, and that's what I said. I mean, like I think that that's what he he he's so good at that. Like the, we love him for that. But it, that was a great way to say that. Now let me say this too. I was I was leaning toward Jose because I'm not a huge fan of Matt Hughes. When it comes to the personal stuff, what he's done in his uh, with his wife, and just you know being a, having sort of an estranged relationship with his brother now because of just some of his yep. woes, and so it's tough for me. But got to call, got to call up, call a, uh, got to call it on that one. I think Matt Hughes deserves that 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 uh, title there that Trevor's asking for. Okay, ding ding ding, <clears throat> Mark again in life, you let me down. So Wesley won, and I will be picking a bonus question, which I am frantically searching for at this very moment. Um, while we're waiting on that, Mark, will you please give us a dissertation of why Rich Franklin was underrated? Go. Oh, my gosh. I Why why he was underrated? Yes. I don't think... Is that an argument? Do people say that? Do the people say that Rich Franklin was underrated? I mean, let's be fair. The guy uh, was in a different era. He was a totally different era. That's okay. True. But I think that he... Again, he's one of those characters in the sport that it's way bigger than his talent. So, you know... We have guys look at look at John Jones. John Jones uh, is a talent, and you know what? The truth is, his life is way bigger than his talent. I take a Rich Franklin all day long in mixed martial arts and watch him and fight for him and be a fan and pay for you know pay per views and say I love this because of a Rich Franklin than I would a John Jones. So how could he possibly? How could you possibly say that Rich Franklin's overrated or, or underrated? I mean, he's not. He's not underrated at all. I think he, he's he's an icon, an absolute icon. And and again, it's something special. He's Rich Franklin is something special. If he wasn't in if he wasn't in the sport, we'd have lost something. That guy's yeah. awesome. All right. I agree with that. Oh, thanks. That was awesome. It was well received from the beginning, and um, and and I would come down here and fight again. It's uh, you know it was a pleasure to be here for the fans. Better Christmas movie. It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Or Elf. Oh no, that's not fair. Yep. That just this happened. is what we hang our hat on. This is the winner. Okay, who's going first? Wesley, what's a better what's a better Christmas movie? It's a Wonderful Life or Elf? Elf all day. Which one is more quotable? Which one is everybody quote of all ages? Kids to teenagers to adults to people that are in their eighties. They all quote Elf. They all say like the whole like scene where he's eating the spaghetti with syrup in it, and it's like does it have sugar in it? All that stuff. You know, it's like Santa. I know him, and actually, it's annoying during Christmas time. People quote Elf so much that you want to tell them to not talk anymore because it's annoying. So more iconic because of the quotability is definitely. It's like the Napoleon Dynamite of Christmas movies. What is that a thing? What? <laughs> That's ooh, Mark. This is t-balled up for you to win. Uh, quotable movie. Movies, everyone quotes uh, Napoleon Dynamite. I don't know why, but they do. What? Do they? Yes. <laughs> do they? They don't. Yes, it's annoying. Your, your four friends do not quote that. All right, go ahead, Mark. Win okay, this. I got this it. Taylor made for you. I'll tell you why. What is it you want from me, Mary? What do you want? You want the moon? Just say the word, and I'll I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. 
Come on, most quotable? I mean, let me ask you a question. Every time was you hear bell ring, was that? I think that was. I think that was Christopher Walken. And that was. <laughs> I don't know what impression that was of. It sounded like a guy with a. It was George something in his Bailey. throat. Yeah. Well, no, it was not. It was Christopher Walken. What do you want, man? Playing George Bailey. <laughs> it was. It was that Mortal Kombat character you like. <laughs> hey, listen. Oh, every time you hear a bell ring, what happens? An angel every gets time you hear its bell wings. Ring. Come on, son. Come on. I don't want to get gangster right now, but but I mean, I mean, you kid me right now, George Bailey. It's a wonderful life, baby. I, I love both, both movies, but I don't cry at Elf. And yes, mm. I'm saying that I cry at It's a Wonderful Life. All right. Come on. That's ding, what I got ding, for ding, you, Trevor. Ding. All right. This week's champion is Mark the shark alan david for the simple yeah, fact boy, that i yes son i'm about to get some yes sir do it right i'm gonna be there all night mark the shark Woo-hoo. mark <laughs> the shark let's do this mark the shark jo- mm. joe rogan Sorry. just got his Go mic stolen right there by forrest griffin anyway so mark the shark wins simply because i remember mr thorne in fourth grade showing us it's a wonderful life and uh, it was a very good memory of me and christmas so uh that one wins although i can't argue was it because of my george bailey impression wesley was gonna win but he brought up napoleon dynamite which is irrelevant in this time period so here we go uh that was a good try west it's not irrelevant it's a quotable it's a quote it's listed in the most quotable movies of all time i'm tired of this crap i'm tired of bias <laughs> judging every time that i'm God. you had that one you really had that one wes and you blew it all right i'm done <laughs> All right, as always, we are super, super grateful. Super? Sorry. As always, we are ambassadors of the sport here at the uh, My Day Podcast, and we are super grateful to everyone who takes the time to listen to the show. We absolutely love feedback and engagement, so please give us your thoughts, and specifically, if you have any topic ideas you would like to hear about, please let us know on the My MMA Podcast Facebook page. And also, please take a minute to rate us on Apple, Spotify, or platform of choice it helps people find us and honestly it just makes us feel good that was my that i was me trying to do george bailey again. sean Sorry. connery especially west again oh, it. it sounded like sean connery yeah. or christopher walken sean, yes <laughs> we will be back next week with more fun and banter we look forward to seeing you then love you all my mma podcast nation have a Tart great Ferguson. week and stop trying to do impressions mark <laughs> Stay healthy out there. Well, I think I think his uh, Sean Connery was spot on. That's good. I stuff really right like there. my Sean Connery. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty pretty on. Pretty nailed, nailed it. <laughs> All right, we out. I'll give you my Christopher Walken next week. It's pretty good too. You know what? I hope somebody was tuning into a podcast at that very moment. Mark Squid. That would be really funny. (laughs) Gentlemen, it's been a a mixed martial arts podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, is Wes allowed to go now? Are you done, dude? (laughs) Okay, I'm done. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm not even cute. I'm going to say Wes. Wes. Let's go. <laughs> I think I just got fired. I think I just got fired, but that's okay. I'm suspended next no. week. Get it out. Get it out <laughs> get of your system. Out. It's good. Just get it. Just get it all out.